Welcome to Working From The Inside Out with Finesse Equestrian and your host, Ali O'Brien. Join us as we unpack the equestrian dream, talking to incredible riders, equine experts, and a few of our own tips too. Hey everyone, welcome to Working From The Inside Out, our live podcast. So if you're joining us here live in the training group, then welcome. Feel free to comment and ask questions as we go. And tonight I'm really lucky to be chatting with Madison Sholem. That's how I say your last name correctly, huh? Yes, it is. <laughs> I should have checked that first, oh my god. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, so... I, uh, I guess, started to become a fan of Maddie <laughs> a couple of years ago when I was lucky enough to buy My Little Pony that everyone knows probably by now, Chrome, um, and he's sort of been the star of our Start Your Own Horse course. So I bought um, Chrome off Maddie and her auntie, Lindley. So, and then I've, over the last few years, I've been following uh, her journey with her dressage career, and it's been super cool to watch her grow and now end up um, heading overseas to get a taste of, uh, I guess, international competition and representing New Zealand um, in, the, in, the, in the dressage youth, is it called a team or a squad, Maddie? The squad. The squad, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I kind of botched that one up a little bit. <laughs> but um, I'll hand it over to you now, Maddie, and you can tell us all about you and uh, your team and maybe start off with uh, telling us about how you got started with horses in the first place. Okay. So I am currently 18, uh, 17 actually. 18 soon. Um, I go to Hamilton Girls High School and I'm in my last year, so we've got about three weeks left of school. Uh, I started riding when I was nine on a little 12-2 pony, just doing some showing, just basic first year ridden stuff and just getting the taste for dressage. I guess I always was initially started with that through my auntie Lindley who does lots of dressage as well and has been quite successful in that discipline so Mm. I never was really brave enough to go to the jumping side so I just kind of stuck to dressage yeah um I had a couple ponies along the way that have helped build and kind of experiment I guess with a bit of dressage and then got serious on my pony thing. What was the pony's I name? Got an, oh, it's from nothing. Um, one Going moment. To training to level three and competing. Hey, Maddie. Yeah. Um, you were just cutting in and out. Um, yeah, it's a bit fuzzy. Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me okay? Uh, you're breaking up a bit. Am I? Done. That's really weird. Um, well, we seem to be all right at the minute, so let's carry on anyway. But um, So can you just um, go back and tell us about, um, it kind of cut out when you started talking about uh, your pony that you kind of got started on in the dressage side of things. 
Okay. Did you, is it, would it be easy to call me on my mobile? Would that yeah. Um, no? We have that really cool thing going on where we're out in the country and don't have good reception. Okay. Okay, that's <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I kind of got started on a pony Gus training from level one competitively competing to level three and training level four at home Uh, and then along came Fritz which is Armador Mm -hmm. I've had him for about four years four and a half years now and he was brought as a schoolmaster but worked out to be a bit trickier than what we first thought I think they're always like that quirky (laughs) and yeah, he knows his stuff, but yeah, he's a bit difficult. <laughs> um, we compete level six young rider level on him, mm-hmm. and hoping to do that again this season and do some inter ones towards the, the season. Um, mm-hmm. Then we recently got Kanori Golda in January, so I've had one. Well, half a season on, on her competing level four, which we had a very successful season with not really having much time together. Yeah, um, you did awesome. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. And then mm-hmm. I have a young horse as well, Savannah HH, who I have been very lucky enough to get hold of. She's gorgeous, but we aren't quite ready to go out yet. So right. she's get a bit more training at home before we tackled competition arena awesome and so um so is she just not long started or um yeah so she was freshly broken in uh-huh that's a bit of our training so yeah we'll move yeah pick her up again and get more more focused on her it's been hard trying to keep three and work over winter (laughs) Tell me about it, but today is the first day of Daylight Savings, isn't it? It's so exciting, it is. (laughs) Countdown is over. I know, I was like, for anyone that knows Lindley, uh, she's very good at keeping everyone posted with um, Daylight Savings, and this morning we woke up and, and we were like, Huh? Is it daylight savings? And then I was like, I don't know. I'll go and check on Lily's page. <laughs> yeah, no, it's helpful. That's how I keep up to date too. Yeah, it's fantastic. It is. It's very good. It's super exciting. <laughs> yeah. So, um, with Fritz, uh, so you said he's a little bit tricky. So, what do you find with him? Like, what what's his, what are his quirks and uh, how have you had to learn to, I guess, because with those quirky ones, you have to learn to adjust to really work with them, don't you? Yeah, I found that with Fritz, he wasn't so much spooky and stuff. He just really, I guess, needed guidance. Mm-hmm. He needed somebody that could kind of tell him it was okay and give him a pat every now and then and just kind of take his hand and kind of lead him I guess he required quite a lot of guidance um he hates being told what to do Mm -hmm. I've had to become a lot softer in my writing and learn to work with them a lot more yeah um if you would 
tell him to do this, then tell him to do that, he would kind of shut down almost. Yeah. Um, so I guess I've had to learn to work through that. And I guess he kind of taught me to ride properly, really. Mm-hmm. There were no shortcuts. And if you didn't do things right and ask for things right, then you didn't get it. That's really awesome. I think it's yeah. um, it's quite interesting. I think especially when we go from ponies, and I think quite often ponies are saints, aren't they? Because they really learn to put up with kids. <laughs> um, and then all of a sudden we, we get a horse or some ponies who are that little bit trickier and we do really have to learn to ride. And I think... Um, they, they're good for us because they test us and they make us level up, I guess. Yeah, definitely. I think I also, my pony was quite tricky, so I guess that kind of was a lot more helpful. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. going from like some of the more push-button ponies onto a great big 17-hand difficult horse. So yes. I guess that was where I was a bit lucky. It helped me. Um kind of switch over a bit easier yeah oh that's neat very cool and then with Golda what um what is she like oh Goldie is known as the workaholic (laughs) right (laughs) she loves her job she does not stand still um she's not very cuddly but Unless you have food. She loves her sugar, actually. Mm-hmm. But she, yeah, she's pretty cool. She loves her job. She's a bit like somebody that would go to army. She's very focused and she likes to be told what to do a bit more. <laughs> so so that's a bit different. They're very different mm-hmm. horses. She's quite forward and can be a bit of a handful, but in a good way, right. I guess, compared to the others. And do you find um, Fritz, like, uh, I found it really interesting. My um, big warm blood, Stan, who I don't have anymore, but um, he was kind of like the um, maybe more old school type of warm blood, and he was a bit, like, uh, more steady, I guess, and um, and didn't really like to have to work if he didn't have to. And then I've got my new mare um and she's warm blood also and but she's very she's kind of she sounds a little bit the same as Golda like um she's quite focused she likes to work she's quite she's forward moving um so it's quite interesting to learn to adapt to those different types of horses yeah definitely I think with Fritz he's a bit more um old style like if she could call just in mm. his build where he's a bit longer and a bit more, he's so big, and I guess Goldie's a bit more built uphill, and she's like, they're completely different horses to just sit on, just with how they're put together. Mm. So I guess that was quite difficult. But um, Fritz, I'm pretty lucky. He's a bit more lazier than Goldie, but he does like to get put to the job as well. Yeah. Just you have to teach him his new ways and not go back to his old habits (laughs) yeah that's that's really neat and so do you find because of how they are put together differently um and how they work differently that must kind of alter the way you train as well and the exercises you use for each horse um 
basically in my exercises and what I aim to get when I'm riding them, Mm -hmm. it's because they both can be kind of a a bit tricky, like try to get out of things, is I really have to focus on making sure that they're soft 100%. I've got them with me all the time. Mm -hmm. And if I'm halfway through an exercise or going across a diagonal in a leg yield, and they say come above the bit a bit or want to do something else, I always have to kind of do a 10-meter circle, get them with me, get them soft, and then ask again. Yes. If Otherwise, if I keep asking, I find that the exercises don't work and aren't as beneficial as what they would be if done correctly. Mm. So uh, the, a big part of it is having their mind with you, huh? Exactly, and yeah. if they don't have your, their mind with you, they're not going to be soft and over the back, and then the exercises kind of work out to be a bit not so useful because they're not actually doing them correctly, so it's not helping them. Yeah, and that's probably a really important thing to uh, remember, isn't it? Because I think I see quite a lot of people who will do and exercise and like you say they are sort of they just do them and do them and do them and uh, almost think that by doing them with repetition that it will get better but it's not the case is it it's kind of like stopping or or doing something else getting the horse back to you and then carrying on with the exercise yes definitely I mean repetition and exercises is good but you've got to make sure that you're doing it correctly mm. like it could be mainly repetition of asking and then getting it wrong so you have to then fix it fix them get them soft or get them more focused and then ask again and then kind of I keep asking until you can until they're completely with you so that you can do the exercise mm. how it was meant to be done in the first place yeah yeah that's awesome and how, how do you find it, like, when you take it through into Because I guess when we do a dressage test, that's where um, we, it, all, it all comes together, I guess. And so we need to have them focused and with us for that whole time. So what do you do? Like, if you find that they are losing focus while you're in a test, what do you do to bring them back to you? Um, well, I guess I, with time you kind of really get to know your horses. Mm. Um, I know over the four and a half years with Fritz, I know him so well now and I have a set warm-up and I think the warm-up is kind of the key to that. So in my warm-ups, I love the serpentines. They always like a good stretch, especially with Fritz. He can tend to go a bit up in the neck just at the start because he is that bit older Mm -hmm. and I really get him – like long and soft and bending through and off my legs and then when I pick him up he's a lot easier just to ride because he's so much softer but then I can also get a feel for how he is and then that I find that quite beneficial for when we go into the arena Mm -hmm. and then it might just need like a little tweak that the judges can't see just a bit like get off my leg a bit more if they yeah uh, do something yeah, yeah. It makes sense. 
Yeah, it, it was funny. I was just, when you said about that, um, doing something that the judges can't see, I think it might have been Carl Hester who I was listening to, Carl and Charlotte, and um, they, they were kind of talking to that about um, doing your adjustments at the places where the judges yeah. can't see things. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I think the showroom actually taught me that quite well, like, especially in the rider classes. You have to like find subtle ways to get them to do stuff without the eyes on you, without the judges seeing. Mm. And then I think that was quite helpful when I came into the dressage ring. You kind of, especially in the corners, that you can kind of ask for a bit more without with it being a bit more subtle. Yeah, I guess you can really use your corners to help you set up for the next movement, right? Yes. Mm. Yes. And almost using the corner as um, a rebalancing, refocusing, um, <clears throat> that, um, like you were saying, when you, if you were doing your leg yield um, on the diagonal or something and they lose focus, taking them into that 10 meter circle to help to regain that before you start up again. Yeah. Yeah, I like to do that, but then obviously in the test it's <laughs> a lot harder. So I yeah. find that if Fritz can be kind of a bit lucky in some stages. So if I find that he's coming above the bit or not getting so much, a bit not so soft and mm. with me in the corners, I every now and then you could do like a step of leg yield, just getting him off your leg. And then going like, you know, hey, buddy, I'm still here. Yeah. Stay with me a bit more. Mm-hmm. Creating a conversation. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Awesome. And then so with Sav, what about her? What What is she like? Um, She is um, green at the moment. So we are working towards just being able to keep her going. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I just need to get her out a bit more and do a few more steps before we can take her out to the competition area like Mm. I would like to be able to get through solid tests at home with like full concentration and a test that I would be happy with before taking her out into a more challenging environment yeah so then when we take her out making sure that I can still ride her properly and that it's a lot easier for her because she knows her job Mm. And so um, you said right, being able to ride a test, a full test at home before before you take her out. Yeah, I think that's important because if you can't ride it at home, then you can't ride it out. Yeah, that's a really good point. That could have been something I should have done with Chrome before I took him out to our first show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. I, I think I was lucky with him. He's um he's a bit special, but I was laughing the other day. Yeah, he's gorgeous. He is. I was telling um a lady that um I'm a bit I'm a bit naughty sometimes because I I um jump in the deep end sometimes, and um so I hadn't actually ridden him out of the round pen. Um, we'd kind of like. <laughs> mucked around and out in a big open paddock but it wasn't like we were right like training and we'd been for a couple of farm rides and but other than that it had all just been in the round pen um before we went out to our first 
dressage show and thankfully uh he did really well but <laughs> but yeah riding he had never been inside an arena so so that would have been helpful <laughs> yeah there was just stingy pony <laughs> <laughs> it's all a learning process <laughs> it is yeah I guess just with Sav she's yeah I just need to really because she's so big as well Mm. and she's young and I guess I'm not as experienced as you in my training to be able to deal with um, more difficult situations well it's kind of sense yeah it's interesting isn't it um because I was talking about this with a friend the other day because we are predominantly on young horses or problem horses and so you kind of get good at what you spend most of your time in right and so we were sort of saying like when you when you do spend most of your time riding those types of horses your riding can kind of slip in uh, or, or you're just not developing yourself as a rider for I guess riding a horse that's at a higher level and um, so I, it's the same vice versa, isn't it? I mean, um, your time is mostly spent on horses uh, that aren't young and, and green and fresh and, and can do all the silly things that they can do. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's yeah, definitely a very good point. I guess that's where like young horses are, but you know, I'm not ex- as experienced in that area because she is my first young horse as well. So it's like I'm learning how to deal with the young horse stuff while she's learning about just life in general, really, going out and doing all that stuff. But I found that along those lines with the high-level stuff, that's why it's quite good to have, I guess, a horse that not it doesn't have to be a high-level, but a horse that you know that you can ride to be able to take what you're learning on that horse and Mm. transfer it to the horse that's, maybe at the not so higher level or not yeah. so experienced level. That's right. I know um, for myself, I while I was living in America, I was lucky to, um, there was a lady called Diane Ritz who was in our area and I had watched her ride and I really loved the way she rode kind of more, um, she came from more of a classical sort of approach and yeah. um, she had... I think there were maybe five Grand Prix horses in her barn and so I approached her and said um if I work some young horses for you will you uh teach me on on your advanced horses because I was um at that point of um just riding young ones all the time or problem ones and yeah. um I really wanted to be able to upskill as a um as a more advanced rider and understanding movements and it was really amazing um and I was lucky that she she put me on her Grand Prix horses right away and um and it gave me a really good insight into what I should be teaching these young horses to set them up to succeed as a a competition horse so that I wasn't teaching them anything that was gonna uh, contradict or make it harder for them later on and it was cool because I did end up changing quite a few of the techniques and the way I was asking for things. Um, so that was really cool. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, I can, yeah, 
can relate to that. I think that's where I'm really lucky having friends at that high level. I, it's going to help me with my young horse save so much because I'm going to understand the feel for how I want her to be, like how the end result should be. And so it will help me take the steps to achieving that. Yeah, that's right. It's yeah. helping me so much with Golden as I'm trying to work up the levels with her because I'm constantly riding the movements on Fritz. So mm-hmm. it's helping me transfer to be able to teach Golden because she doesn't know. So That's really yeah, interesting. That's... And so with Fritz, so you said he was a schoolmaster, so, so you were able to learn the movements on him and now you can transfer those movements onto Golda. How are you finding, um, like, actually teaching those movements yourself? Is it, um, is it quite different, like, going from just riding a movement that's already taught to a horse to then teaching a horse how to learn a movement? Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, Goldie's in the process of learning her flying changes at the moment. And it's like something so simple on Fritz because he kind of just does them. Where for Goldie, it's so, especially with her personality, they're so exciting and different and extreme. And it's like, really? You could just, you know. But it's so much (laughs) harder. And I guess I am lucky that I've got the feel to be able to ride them. Mm -hmm. But it does, I am learning with her, obviously, to how to teach them because I don't know how to teach them. But I have the feel of how to ride them so we are both learning at the same time but I guess I'm just a bit lucky to be able to have ridden one so it makes it a bit easier that's awesome and so what is um um how are you going about teaching um her the flying changes because I know there's Obviously, we, it's a stepping stone process, so we've got to have some things in there before we even think about teaching the flying change and then using maybe a specific exercise to to teach it. Yeah. So with Goldie for teaching her flying changes, I have to be really careful and make sure that she is with me. Mm-hmm. She's a really busy horse and she likes to get very forward and kind of use her back end to really power her canter and before I get into the process of working through flying changes I have to really make sure that I've got the right canter that she's with me that I actually have full control and I don't just think I have full control (laughs) Um, I have to I do 10 meter circles and just get her really underneath me and then she's kind of the horse that you have to surprise with a flying change. Right. So I might come round and go across the short diagonal. So F to E, that's yep. that way. And then go straight up the long side and then do some, I do quite a bit of counter canter before I ask. Mm-hmm. And then I might do some counter canter and then counter canter to walk and then a couple of strides walk then back up to true canter and then some then come back to walk do some more walk strides then go back to counter canter mm-hmm. so I'll do that quite a bit and then I will to ask for the change I'll just slightly bring her quarters to the inside and just get a bit more bend to the inside still in counter canter and then 
ask with my leg and then hopefully she does them but I also have to make sure that the whole time I've got the right cancer that she's with me and that she's not going to just get my aid and lurch forward into them Mm, yeah and so what do you mean when you say the right canter what does that feel like um so with her level I guess so making sure that she's jumping up underneath me Uh it's not really long and flat making sure that she's over the back and not I guess like in the wrong frame because Mm -hmm. then it's easy for her to avoid the flying change and just get out of it. Um, Making sure that, yeah, she is bouncy underneath me. I can ask her to do this and that and bend that way and bend this way and come back a bit more then go forward a bit more and just be, have a rideable canter, I guess it is. Yeah. Awesome. That's really cool because I, I think it's um, quite interesting going into uh, those sorts of uh, questions or going deeper because it, um, you know how it's been interesting working with my partner or people who are, um, I guess, less advanced um, riders or, you know, just lower yeah. down in their learning journey um, and saying something like that, saying like the right canter or even saying that they're round or things like that, that we kind of take for granted because we know what it means. But um, yeah, <laughs> for somebody who doesn't know or someone who hasn't felt it um, to, and, and so quite often um, my partner, I think it was about, um, we had a discussion about using leg because because um, I was saying a little more leg and he's like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I guess we definitely do take it for granted. And, yeah, I'm the same though. At some stages, you, I'll be like in a lesson or I have eyes on the ground with me quite a lot, so that mm-hmm. makes it easier. But, you, yeah, you've got to understand the terms and learn the terms as well. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, that's really cool. That's awesome. Um, another thing. Oh, hi, jo- Jody. I see um, Jody has just jumped on the live and she's given us a thumbs up. So <laughs> that's cool. Um, another thing I wanted to ask you about was rider fitness. Do you do anything um, around that area or are you, do you find that you just get fit from riding? So you've got the three horses and, um, or do you do something in particular to help with that? Um, I, I, I try to keep fit and I need to do a bit more running, but running just to get the cardio going. But then I do get quite fit riding. Yeah. I'm riding three horses, two horses for 45 minutes to an hour a day, every day. Yeah. Seven days a week is quite a lot. It is. So just what I can fit in. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, between school and riding three horses, uh, there's not too many hours left in the day. Yeah. <laughs> as well. So. But I had something. might have just lost. yeah I just need to I think we just cut out again for a minute there are you, are you there Maddie no no are you there yeah yeah there's an area that I just just clean my horses 
Yeah, I always think um, I need to put more effort into um, the fitness side of things. Even um, I'm quite keen to, this summer, put a bit more focus in doing yoga as well. Because I think the more supple I am, surely that will help my horse be more supple as well. Yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you're a little bit older and um and had a few too many falls and don't don't move so freely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hensley, <laughs> I guess, but yeah. <laughs> so um let's talk about your recent trip over to Australia. Um maybe tell us a bit about um that whole process, how you got selected, um, what it was for, what you did over there, um, and yeah, let's let's talk all about it. Um, so I saw the ad that Dressage New Zealand put up on Facebook mm-hmm. asking for applications to be put in to go over and write in Queen's Oh, we've cut, we've cut out again, Manny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rachel says that's why I do to do yoga. Um, back to our our previous chat about exercise. I think that's super cool. I I need to do that as well. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Oh, so um, so you applied for the you saw it on on Facebook and applied. Yep, I we had to apply and we had to write a paragraph about ourselves and our horses and mm-hmm. what we've done because there were requirements of writing written above. Um, it had to be under twenty one. So I was between 16 and 21 and I was lucky that I did meet the requirements and it was always something that I've wanted to do. I've wanted to go to a show overseas and see what it was like and I felt like I was really kind of up for the challenge mm. or to do something new. Um, so I applied and then I was very lucky that I did get selected. So that was really exciting awesome. and I found out my teammates and that was really cool they were yeah it was such a good time away a good team so oh. we went over and we got given horses to ride i got a horse called jazz around he was 15 year old chestnut batting mm-hmm. uh, i got to ride their so our level four five tests so oh, with yes. half passes and flying changes Mm-hmm. Um, canter walk canters, shoulder ends, and we they do Ronvier in one of their tests, so that okay. was trying to like also for writing that because we don't have Ronvier in our tests, so that was a different thing to learn. Why is um, that, Maddie? Pardon? What? Why don't we have that here in New Zealand? Um, I'm not sure. They have like an extra level to us. Right. Okay. Yeah, so they go straight from, like, our level three, four, level five. Uh, yeah, it's uh, – they miss, we miss a level. Mm-hmm. They have an extra, like, level four. Oh, okay. Yep. 
Um, Jody has just asked, um, can I ask how they match you up with a horse over the year? Is it a ballot or is it a bit more te- technical? Um, so dressage, so our manager, Chris, love lady, hmm. uh, she must have been given a list of the horses from Australia, the names, hmm. and I'm actually 100% sure how they have matched us up with them, possibly by our experience and what we've done. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, we all had to meet the requirements of having ridden level five and up. So we had all met those and both, all three of us riders had, have ridden level six before. So mm-hmm. I'm not a hundred percent beat us up with the horses, right. but we were all very happy with who we got. So that was, a, that was pretty good. That's <laughs> awesome. And what level were your horses riding at or trained to? Um, um, over there, so Jive, Jazz Around, had mm. done some inter-one stuff, but he was recently purchased by an adult one, and she's been the movement and stuff in a while, so she he is competing in level four over there. Right, I see. Oh, awesome. Very cool. So, um, and so while you were over there, how long were you there for? Was it a week? Uh, we laid, we got flew open there on the Thursday. Mm-hmm. We got all settled in and it was so hot. So everyone was absolutely knackered and adjusting to the temperature. And oh. then we had, went to the showgrounds on the Friday morning. We had a look around and the horses all arrived between 10 and 1130. Mm-hmm. The showgrounds were massive. They were massive. Big indoor was like, you know, it was you know, stuff. Um, we met the horses on the Friday, had a ride on the Friday. Mm-hmm. I was very lucky to have a lesson with Nicole Tuff on the Friday to get to know my horse. That was so beneficial and awesome. making me have a bit of confidence leading into our competition on Saturday and Sunday. And did everyone get to have a lesson with her or um, or did, did... – No, uh, my owner was well. She's been over at where Nicole, who runs the stable that the horse was based at, mm-hmm. brought the horse and I was just lucky enough that Emma, the owner of my horse, had – I guess she had asked Nicole to give me a lesson on jive and to show me the road. Very lucky that. And then the other girls um, that I helped them with their horses. Oh, that's awesome. That was really cool. Um, and how did you find that, stepping onto a horse that you didn't know um, and and it was just one ride before your competition? What was that? Sorry, I must have jumped out. Um, so, uh, what, how did you find that having like, was it just one ride before the actual show? Like, and how did you find that getting onto a new horse, um, that you didn't know and having to ride at a, a fairly high level? Uh, yes, to the level, but it was, but it was, 
We're cutting in it's and out. Um, Maddie, I might try and just call you back and see if um, see if it, it will be a little bit clearer. Is that better now? Uh, yep, I can hear you now. You can hear me now? Yep. Okay, I can hear you, I think. Oh, perfect. Okay, we'll try and... Okay. <laughs> We'll see if that works better. Yes, I missed. We missed all of that. Okay, I think we can now. I miss. It was a bit scary going into it, but mm-hmm. we had the ride on the Friday, and that I got on really well with him. He was easy, horse to get on with. He was very similar in personalities to my big boy Fritz, so mm-hmm. I that was quite a good bonus to help relate to some personality. Um, we just clicked quite well, I guess. Uh, I was just lucky that he was, yeah, quite quite similar. Elite. And um. Did you find like were all of his buttons the same, or or did he have different buttons to what you're used to with your guys? It's such a funny thing because at that level they can be personalized, so mm. everybody kind of asks how to do things differently. Yes, um, I found with a few things I had to readjust and find ways to do it but he was actually pretty straightforward he was very good to me oh that is so cool awesome yeah because it is um such a personal thing isn't it like I I sort of look at writing as it's such an art form and um and even though we might be kind of like similar in how we ask things um we can be slightly different as well and horses are so onto us um about like the subtle differences in in the way something is asked (laughs) okay we might try and stuff so it's all trying to just figure out move it do the move. Oh, okay. We are going to just re-establish that call and hopefully it will be better. Sorry, guys. Um, if you've got any questions you want me to ask, um, if you've got any, like, tra- if you have a training um, question or exercise. Hey, Maddie. Yeah, I think that sounds better. It was just cutting in and out, so um, hopefully this is better. But I was just saying to everyone okay. um, that is listening in um, to feel free to ask any questions if they've got any. Um, so, yeah, so I think um, we were just saying about how uh, having different uh, ways of asking, so, um, and then it cut out. <laughs> yeah, that's, 
Yeah, it was it was good. It was I don't know. I guess I just had to readjust, and mm-hmm. I guess I was lucky that I had the basic basic knowledge for how I ride them, which helped. Yeah, that's fantastic, awesome. And then so, how did it go on the day? How did I go on the day? Was it efficient? Yeah. It's a bit. You there? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> oh, you're there? What was the question? Sorry. Oh, out. um. so how did it go on the day? How was the show? Uh, it was so good. I went there with a the goal just to get around four tests. Four. Little. I mean, when is the test? Very much luck here with uh, this connection, it seems. Hello. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, <laughs> it's it's really weird because um, we seem to get a kind of good line for a few moments and then it just goes completely. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> what a bugger. Um... I wonder if I should, perhaps I should try and call you on a different line. Shall we see if that works? Okay. Just on the mobile? Yeah. Let's end this live and I will start it back up again um, once I've called you. text you my mobile number? That would be cool. Okay. I'll do that. Okay, we're back up and going for good now. Okay. <laughs> so, um, okay, so I think I asked you about how did the show go, and then it just, like, cut out, and that was that. So <laughs> so let, let's start from the top. Okay. Um, yeah, it was, it was good. It was, yeah, I was really happy with my warm-up. Um, we went in there, and... He was just really rideable and, yeah, we just – we had a few rider errors, just communication, but mm-hmm. they were very little and, yeah, overall I was really happy. He got four solid clean tests, so I was, that yeah, awesome. very happy. And so you placed in all of them as well, was that correct? Yeah, we got two-thirds in the team test, so the team – that. The, the test that counted for the team event and mm-hmm. then a fourth and a fifth and the individual one. That is ones. awesome. So you kind of surpassed your goal of just getting around four tests. Definitely. Yeah. How... It was nice to get an Aussie ribbon too. That was <laughs> kind of <laughs> – I didn't. I wanted one, but I did not expect four, so that was really – Good. That was pretty exciting. Good on you. That is very cool. And was it different? Like, was the atmosphere different? Were the tests different? Um, or was it? Did you did you just feel like you were back home in New Zealand, sort of thing? Um, it felt very different. the The showgrounds were very spread out, like ah. more so than Taupo. So, wow. like the outside arenas were ages away and the indoor was ages away and the 
the stables and the parking was right in the middle. So mm-hmm. for the young rider champs, it was felt quite small. I think there were about 80 riders there. Mm-hmm. So it was quite a not a big atmosphere, which was probably a bit helpful. Maybe it was a bit more like home, a bit more settled. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it was – yeah, it was so good though. How cool! So, has it given you the bug for getting back overseas again? Yes, definitely. It's definitely goal. Um, when we get gold at a pre St. George young rider level to take her over, that would be amazing. It's definitely. And so, how, a goal of mine. Yeah, cool. And how would that work? Do you kind of take them over and tour, or? Um, how does the whole overseas side of thing work? Um, I'm not sure. It's not something that I've really looked into. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just something that I've kind of decided that I would love to do. I'd love yeah. to do the Sydney CDI. Quite a lot of people from New Zealand, like horses, have gone over to do that. It's supposedly one that everybody likes and wants yeah. to go to. So I have to investigate and see what's over there that's best suited and Mm -hmm. I guess if you're gonna go over take the horse over probably stay over there and do some more riding and training and just learn that's fantastic and I think that's kind of cool isn't it it's um and and quite a good lesson I think as well as you can't it's about setting those big goals and then figure out the rest (laughs) as you go right (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've still got to get to that level and get established at that level to go over, but it's definitely a goal that we'll be working towards. Good on you. That is so cool. And so going back a little bit, in your lesson that you had um, before the show, um, what were some things that you picked up on, picked up in that lesson? Um, It was... Um, the, it was a very good lesson. I really enjoyed it. Her way of teaching was um, really, like, I could relate to it quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite a lot of what I do back here, but it was, she was teaching me to ride how the horse likes to be ridden. So making sure that she really made me use my seat a lot, Um she made keep saying that the core is the, your speed. So mm-hmm. by adjusting your core is how they adjust their speed of the horse. Um, she made sure that got me to make sure that he was always soft. Everything we did had to be soft and with me. If he wasn't soft and with me, then... Again, there's not really much point because the movements aren't going to be at your best. Mm. She said in our transitions, make sure that you ride the transitions properly. So making sure that they are at the right pace before you go into the transition is how you want to start your next next pace off. Mm. So making sure your walk is correct before going into trot to then then you are able to get your trot right within the first stride, not four strides later on. Yeah, because it's so true, isn't it? And I know um, like in the groundwork side of things that I teach, 
I always say to people, there's no point in trotting and cantering until your walk is really good. Because if we go into trotting canter, then if we don't have it at walk, then we're sure as heck not going to have it going fast. Exactly. Yeah, I yeah, I 100% agree with that. That's yeah. something that we do. I kind of train by here. It's like, why, if you can't do something, then why add more speed and more power to mm-hmm. be able to do the same thing yeah that's fantastic oh that sounds like it was a really cool experience and um and given you a taste of what it is like overseas and also you came away from it with um <laughs> with some ribbons so yeah it yeah it was crazy it was more than I could have dreamt of it was kind of like one of those situations where you got yourself quite excited of what you wanted to happen. Mm-hmm. But then with the weeks leading up, you had to really kind of go back to reality. You know, you didn't know the horse that you were going to get. You didn't know anything really. So I had to keep, you know, reminding myself, I guess, that what you want to happen is not always that easy. <laughs> well, I had to make sure I could ride the horse before I could actually get through a clean test. And, yeah. It was like, yeah. Very cool. So now that you're back at home, back into working with your horses, and so we had a chat before we jumped online, and Maddie was telling me that she's got a show coming up in three weekends, is it? Ah, yes, it is. And that will be your first show of the season. So that's the Bay of Plenty Champs. Um, Yeah. And so you've got both Fritz and Goldie out in that? No, I've only got Fritz going to that because Lindley is so busy with with Equidays at the moment. So she will actually be down in the South Island in Christchurch. So I will be going by myself <laughs> well, I'll get dropped off down there and so it's just, it was just way easier to take the one horse awesome. um, unfortunately so Golda yeah. will get picked up towards the end oh, like to a bit cool. later on yep and so what will you be doing there with Fritz uh he'll be doing the level six classes yep fantastic oh that's exciting and then what does the season do you sort of have that planned out um the season ahead and what your goals are um my goals are to well fritz he's a bit older now so he can't do as many shows he's just going to take a step back a bit and do some of the bigger shows and then aim for young rider at horse of the year Mm mm-hmm um, I'd love to do some into ones before the end of the season, get that going, just get through the tests, learn the, all the movements in the tests. We're doing most of them at home, but just get them like, really consolidated. Um, mm. And then with Golda, she'll start level four and then just really strengthen up our flying changes and some of the vaults which are in the level five tests mm-hmm. and then come out at the end of the season level five. Fantastic. And That's super exciting. Yeah. Neat. Um and I think it'd be cool to um I know you've given us so much cool stuff already, but 
is there a we'll start to wrap things up because I know it's getting on a bit now and um, we've been chatting for quite a while but um, do you have a cool exercise or a training tip that we can kind of give to people so that they can take it away and um, implement it themselves at home and I know it's kind of hard isn't it because it's sort of um, very general but maybe something um, that would be great no matter what level people are at um, yeah so I guess with um, I love serpentines mm-hmm. I do I find that I always end up going to serpentines and the circles big small just mixing them up mm-hmm. in my warm ups just to really get them soft and through and with you um, I find that once you get to know your horse really well and you start those exercises, you know if they're having a good day, a bad day, and just what you can ask. I love doing stretchy serpentines, three loops and four loops, and just really making sure they're with you, they're off your legs, and then when you pick them up, mm-hmm. ride them as well, and then just making sure that they're into the contact, they're not trying to avoid it, and they're just, you know, really going through, they're happy, and then I think that is really important for setting you up into your proper work. Yeah, that's super cool. I love serpentines as well, and circles. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that is... They're fantastic, aren't they? Because they do really get the horse using themselves but relaxing at the same time. Um, And from there, I guess, you can develop the power as well. Um, But it's... I was sort of talking with it. I was teaching in Auckland yesterday and um, I was saying to the lady, we can add in, like lots of different there's different patterns or exercises and but I think at the end of the day it's um quite simple what we're trying to it's simple but it's not always easy to achieve um but but it's getting that softness isn't it yeah and you can do so much within them like transitions and just going through the paces and back and forwards and getting them soft and off your seat and yeah I don't know I just really like them you can do so much with them and I think it really helps get a feel for how your horse is feeling on the day yes I think that's also really important so you know how much you can push them if it's going to be a good day you could ask for that bit more to train that bit further Mm mm-hmm yeah, and that's such a good point as well because um, I guess if the horse isn't um, quite itself that day, then it gives you a good idea of, well, maybe I need to spend a bit more time in the serpentines or the circles to, to get them um, where you need them to be. Or if they're already there and with you and ready to work, then you know that you can kind of push on a little bit. Yeah, exactly. The basics are so important. Like even with Fritz doing the level six work, if we don't have the basics, then we can't do anything else. Like there'll be rides where I just hop on, and you just have to go through the basics because they're maybe not having such a good day, or they're a bit, you know, things just aren't clicking. So it's quite Mm -hmm. good to just run through the the basics again, just to refresh it and just set the rules out yeah 
it was really interesting. I think I might have told this story on in one of the other podcasts, but it comes back to the same thing. I was I went to Carl's masterclass, Carl Hesse's masterclass in yeah. Melbourne, and he was working with um, Brett um Parbury and yeah. uh Brett's horse was just on fire that night and um on fire in not such a good sense and he was really oh. tense with the atmosphere because there was so many people and the big screens and everything and their whole first part of the session was all on just getting his horse to relax and doing simple transitions and that was all they did before they yeah. did anything else and I think it was such a good highlighter to the fact that um, foundations and principles are so important. <laughs> yeah, they're crucial. You can't do anything else if you don't have them. Mm-hmm. Yep, very, very true. So, Maddie, um. Our podcast is called Working From The Inside Out, so I guess we're trying to bring awareness about that fact um, of, of working from the inside out and not focusing on just because I can ride a Grand Prix movement <laughs> doesn't mean we're going to if the foundations aren't there. But um, yep. what does that mean to you? What does working from the inside out mean to you in your training? In my training, um, well, I think it goes back to, like, the basics, I guess. Again, is mm. if you don't have them laid out, then you can't get the other, the highest stuff. So you got to get the all that. But then, yeah, I don't know. It just... Foundations. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It just, it, that's so important. Yeah, yeah. And I guess also, um, not just on the training front, but also um, the whole horse, isn't it? Making sure we have all of the things lining up, like feed in their body and that the gear yeah. is right. And, um, yeah, all nutrition is so important. Yes. How, what do you I do s- for your um, nutrition for your horses? So our horses are all on Dunstan. Yep, awesome. Uh, we love their products. They have our horses looking amazing. Mm-hmm. Fritz is 18 now. He is on the Dunstan Old Horse, mm-hmm. and he's going as best as he's ever gone. He's full mm-hmm. of it. His coat is shiny and just gorgeous, and I guess it really shows that they are healthy in the gut as well. He has quite mm-hmm. a lot of gut problems. He is quite he's a yeah his stomach's a bit sensitive so it's yeah. really important for us that he's getting the right food mm-hmm. the right what he needs to be able to do the job as well yeah yes yeah, and that's so. pretty impressive to to still be doing what he's doing at that age as well yeah you just have to trust your your brand of feed and work with them as well with Dunstan are very supportive so if you have any questions they're like always happy to answer them so Ooh. we trust their feed and they they have results for our horses so cool. we're happy that is great and is there anything else that you want me to that I should have asked you <laughs> um that you want to add into that before we finish up no I don't think so 
Cool. I think that's everything. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for jumping on here with me tonight and um, and everyone else who's joined in on the live as well. Um, Thank you all for for jumping in and um, hopefully we can catch up with you again later on in the season and um, maybe you'll have some more bits and pieces to share with us and maybe some more training tips. Okay, cool. (laughs) Thank you. Cool. Thanks so much. It's all right. This podcast was proudly brought to you by Finesse Equestrian. For free videos and articles, head on over to the Finesse Equestrian website or Facebook page. If you like this, don't forget to subscribe, rate, comment and share so everyone can benefit.